Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, seven days a week, about 13 or 14 minutes long, but it gets us in God's Word and helps keep us focused on our relationship with God. And being in God's Word every day is crucial to our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. We encourage you to share these studies with everybody you can through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means. You may help somebody grow in their faith, come closer to God, and ultimately get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today. We're going to begin a new line of thought and study today. We're going to talk about courage from a spiritual perspective. But courage from a spiritual perspective also has application and necessity when it comes to our physical lives and dealing with society and our culture as a whole. There are a whole lot of people who simply cave to pressures from different circles. Maybe it might be business pressures. Maybe it's family pressures. Maybe it's pressures from the culture of our nation right now, which is going in such an ungodly direction. And it seems like it's speeding up as it goes. Well, there's pressure there. Now, that then necessitates the individual Christian or the person who is contemplating becoming a Christian to make a decision. Am I going to have the courage to stand up against all of these pressures, all of these temptations that the devil is throwing at me right now to keep me from being a faithful, dedicated, serving Christian, one obedient to God through his word? A whole lot of people, as I said, have caved. And a whole lot of people, even who would call themselves Christians, have caved. How sad. How sad. I want, us, I want us to think about, by way of a theme for this particular line of thought and study, this expressive statement, no guts, no glory. Now, I think we understand that from a rather physical perspective, no guts, no glory. If you're not willing to commit yourself to the task, whatever that task might be, then you'll not receive the benefits of accomplishing that task. If you don't have the courage to pursue what it is that you're, you've set your mind on, you've set your goal to accomplish, then you're not going to accomplish that goal. You must commit yourself to action in order to achieve and reap the benefits of any goal. The achievement of goals don't just happen automatically or consequentially or all by themselves without you putting any determined effort into reaching those goals. You want, to climb Mount, you want to climb Mount Everest? Well, some people do. Many people have. But you know, nobody climbs Mount Everest by just walking around one day. <laughs> You've got to set your sights. You've got to dedicate yourself to accomplishing that goal. Take all the necessary actions and precautions and then move forward with determination. A race car driver cannot win a race without getting in his car and on the track and starting the engine. A person will never own a home without making the commitment that goes with owning a home. And that includes financial commitment. Live-in relationships, and I'm talking about outside of marriage, those relationships typically fail because, as I've emphasized for many years in teaching and preaching, a live-in relationship lacks full commitment. Now, people would say they, re they would protest 
to that statement. They say, oh, no, we're just as committed as, as if we were married legally. You don't have to have a piece of paper to be fully committed. Well, then why not get married? Well, no, we, we're, we're fully committed. See, you're balking at being married, at making that full legal commitment because you don't want to make that commitment. Now, you can come up with all kinds of excuses. You can come up with all kinds of platitudes. But the fact is, getting married legally takes commitment, full commitment. And you're not wanting to give that full commitment, so you're resisting getting married. Well, this same principle is true. That is, no guts, no glory. At, you know, any achievement of any goal requires absolute commitment to achieving that goal. This principle is true on the spiritual side of life as well, and probably even more profoundly and even more, more importantly. You cannot receive the blessings of being a Christian without committing yourself to live your life in Christ as a Christian. A whole lot of people, they want the blessings from God without making the full commitment. They don't want to have to live the Christian life. They don't want to have to really read the Bible and study it and, and, and live by those teachings consistently and obediently. They just want the blessings that God promises to those who would do so if they will live obediently and committed and consistently by his teachings. They just want the blessings. They don't want to make the commitment. No guts, no glory. How can you expect to receive God's blessings if you will not live obediently and faithfully and dedicated to God and to his son whom he sent to this world to die on that cross to pay the price for the guilt of your sins? You don't want to make the commitment? No guts, no glory. Well, the Bible is clear. You cannot expect salvation if you're unwilling to become a Christian. What is faith again? What is the Bible's definition of faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11 and verse 1. And verse 6 in that same 11th chapter of the Hebrews letter says, Without faith it is impossible to please him, for he who would come to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So without faith in God... True faith. You cannot expect to receive the blessings of living in the glories of heaven for all of eternity. Eternal life, salvation. At the same time, faith in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior and God's Son is absolutely necessary. Jesus said in John chapter 8 and verse 24, I've said therefore that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Again, John 8 and verse 24. Well, those verses are clear, aren't they? Without faith, absolute faith in God, absolute faith in Christ as our Lord and Savior and God's Son, there is no hope of glory that is the glory of eternal life in heaven. No? No guts, no glory. If you can't make the commitment, don't expect to, re to reap the rewards of having made the commitment. Now, we need to recognize that. 
Again, a whole lot of people, they want the blessings. They want God to bless them, protect them, take care of them. They want eternal life in heaven. They want salvation. They want forgiveness. But they don't want to live the life of having been forgiven and saved. They don't want to live the life of having made that commitment to follow God openly and consistently and obediently. So they want the glory without the commitment. Now, why do a whole lot of people hold back from committing to become a Christian? And even some who have become Christians, why do they hold back from living a life of full commitment as a Christian? Full commitment to God, full commitment to Jesus. Well, because they're afraid of losing some things. In some cases, some might say, well, well, I'm afraid I might lose my job. Well, why would you lose your job for living a faithful life as a Christian? Well, maybe your job is, is expecting you to do some things that are ungodly. And if that's the case, you probably don't need that job. You need to find another job. Some people might say, well, if, if I become a Christian, then my family is going to turn on me. I've seen that happen, literally, literally. A husband turn on a wife, a family kicks a daughter out. I mean, I've seen that. But now, those are earthly matters, aren't they? What are you looking toward? What's the most important thing in your life? What's the most important goal that should be before your eyes? Always, every day, getting to heaven, eternal life. Now, if love is so shallow in a family relationship that a family member or maybe an entire family would say, uh, if you become a Christian, we're going to disown you, then that love is, is too shallow. That love is not real love. It's not the depth of love that is taught in the scriptures. Some people might think, well, if I become a Christian, then I have to give up some of my friends because I know they're not really living a Christian life. And I know that some things that we did together as friends were not godly. They were sinful. And I'm going to have to give all that up. Well, again, is it worth giving up those things to get to heaven? To have that eternal home, to live forever with God and Christ and the Holy Spirit and the glories of heaven, to walk the golden streets, to enter through the pearly gates, to be there with the redeemed from all time and the angels all around, to be in the presence of God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, is holding on to ungodly friends is holding on to wicked practices that you have been engaged in, is that worth giving up heaven for? Of course not. It's a no-brainer, really. So make up your mind. No guts, no glory. We'll look deeper next time. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, we thank you so much for loving us. We thank you for sending your son to that cross to die to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. We thank you, Father, for giving us your word to guide us in the ways of righteousness, godliness, and eternal life. And help us, Father, to always, 
always live by your teachings, to always keep in mind, to keep in focus. Our goal, our ultimate goal, is to get to heaven. Help us to have that courage, Father, and to see the benefits of living that courageous life. And help us to be the example to others around us to do the same. Please forgive us, gracious Father. Hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.